what was what was the foot thing that was posted? Oh yeah, that was fun. It was Was it fun? Because just let's be let's think about those uh-huh. because when I tell you the amount of foot pictures that I received, the amount of pictures of people's fucking feet that that I received is what if we asked about a different part of the body? Like what if like what if Oh my it is gosh, so I didn't cr- even think about it. I didn't that. either. I did I I saw it the first time. Oh like I saw it and I was like, oh yeah, this is great. This is interesting for conversation. Well it's people will engagement. people will talk. Yeah. And it's it's just you know, maybe outdated science. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know enough about the, the study of genealogy, but I thought it was interesting. Um what I didn't think was interesting was the messages received from asking that. And it's, it's, it's just, it was just funny, but just let's keep that in mind for next time. And also for maybe we have different eyes when we see other things that we might post like that, you know, cause we, we did see it with the, um, how I like that one. How do I like my coffee and toast? Yeah. It received, I can't even tell you how many pictures of people's breakfast. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm having. And I understood that. And I guess that was just more funny. Cause like, oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and I see why they wouldn't post that in, in the comments and why they would send it as a message. But the feet thing is oh, some of the messages that were weird. connected with it were bringing in a totally different direction. So let's just be smart about that because people are, once again, in theory, in theory, it should be fine. But when you add the human component, there's someone out there who's like, mm-hmm. huh. And you, you see the interactions where most people are like, wow. You know, to their friends, look, Mike, look, Judy, mm-hmm. this says I'm this, but I'm my parents are this and how interesting and how funny and they're sharing with each other. That's most people. And then there's the DMs. Hey, fella, you like feet? Oh. Hey, I don't know, but my feet wanted to be no. No, do not. I don't oh. want your feet anywhere, anywhere. Ever. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. No, I, I listened. I saw it. And I thought it was great. I just 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 keep in mind where where is sometimes let's let's add the human factor. We have to just add that. Is it, it's like allergy, like the there's a there's a mystery component to everything we do. Mm-hmm. Uh let's just add that. Kind of like we when when I post something that has to do with somewhere beautiful. Um let's add that uh I tell you the one that Posted one of them earlier in the week, and I forgot to mention this to all of you. I got yelled at because, um, so these are photographers usually that I see these from because there's thousands of people have seen this. I'm really just really reposting something that so many people who are in the travel and leisure industry have seen, but our audience doesn't usually look at that stuff. So, so I'm posting it. So some of them have the photographer or their subjects in the picture mm-hmm. right and i try to avoid some of them that that they're kind of like humble bragging you know some people will post like look at this amazing beach and you just happen to be standing mm-hmm. there with your i work all year i work out all year and never have a carb body yeah and so i try to avoid those 
Um, but some of them, there's like in the picture, they're enjoying a lot of them are pictures of like resorts mm-hmm. um, and, you know, the people who can afford such beautiful pictures of from aerial shots, you know. And so one of them had a couple, a, you know, young, fit couple like that was the smallest part of the picture. And it happened to pan past them as it just looked at this majestic, majestic uh scenic beach and of course i got yelled at from people who were like ah of course that's your wife or girlfriend she's perfect and she looks like she's about 25 first of all how's that me next to her and second what but that's what you got out of this pose angry you just write all the sweet stuff but you don't mean it because when it comes down to it look who you took on that vacation why not take a normal looking girl <laughs> what all what right. first of all that dude's like six feet tall and black yeah how how are how do you have you seen me but anyway and so it's all... fun so let's just add when we do things even if it's something so silly like ancient genealogy a chart in ancient genealogy um let's um let's just think that that might happen and, and worst case scenario it just happens and i just every other post every other dm we just scroll past but uh, it's just funny it's, it's just so funny, funny because it's how people get that from from that the one with that what was uh the once a cheater always a cheater is that true mm-hmm. so once a cheater always a cheater is that true I totally disagree with you, Steve. Wait, I'm asking a question. <laughs> why are you yelling at me? I didn't even say anything. Uh-huh. Why, why are you yelling at me? <laughs> I totally disagree. This is the kind of stuff that, that compounds the... What? Asking what? a question isn't, isn't the problem. How you're reacting is absolutely yeah, the why problem. Are you reacting like that? And so, but yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. But it's a, it's a, it's a great week. Uh, our breach again. Uh, holding steady at at averaging 30 million which again mm-hmm. i it, gratitude is the word you can use you ever love something so much that to say you love it is the way we describe it but it doesn't even come close to how you actually feel about it mm-hmm. that's how i feel about the word gratitude when when i see how many people are reached and 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 weeks like this week where because it's reaching so many people and more people are feeling free to send messages, you know, laced in between the pictures of people's feet was of course, um, amazing uh, messages and uh, amazing messages and, and feedback. And again, the ones that, the ones that impact families or impact uh, their children and stuff, you know, the parents who use, you know, psychological warfare on their kids by making them listening to the podcast on their way to school or something like that. Happen to be in the car, my car, my podcast, and you you subject your kids to my annoying thoughts for a twenty minute car ride. Um, but to have the kids then come back and say, "Hey, that was pretty cool," or to uh, there was one uh, um, mom who uh, sent me a picture, <laughs> sent me a picture of her son's phone that stated he had just been listening to the podcast oh cool so she's like she's like the best part about this is whenever i put it on he rolls his eyes he makes noises he whatever (laughs) 
but looky looky <laughs> looky looky uh so i think that that's uh that's awesome and this week again the some of the posts did the astrology one go up yet no i i think that that one will be I'm, i'll be interested to hear we have a post going up about astrology do you believe in the predictive the predictive power of astrology I think it's a better question than do you believe the the attributes of it? I think I think the because that's a hard that's a hard complaint to have because it's so broad. It's written so broadly. Um, but the predictive power of astrology. I, I I'm curious because I, of how many people write in. Um, they listened to the last podcast where I said, oh, it's not because there's a planet's in retrograde, and of course all of the miracles the miracle crystal workers came out and explained to me how the universe actually works. And I was really appreciative because here I was listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson, but I didn't realize that empath Mary in Sedona had it figured out more. And so, so she, you know, they were explaining to me um, exactly why the world is the way it is and why we're going through what we're going through and they all knew it because the planet charts said it um which is uh which is which is great which is great and and so one one of them was funny in the sense that that um like you know in if people had listened and charted with us we we wouldn't she wrote we wouldn't all be scurrying for toilet paper and water when this happened so i being the human that i am said oh yay a game and i asked her i said well was it hard for you to find water and toilet paper uh and she wrote back um you make do with what you have fortunately we have you know, clean running water but it was a challenge for a little while so i wrote back if you had the charts and you knew it was like this, why didn't you, why weren't you ready? Ta-da! <laughs> what happened? You don't answer anymore. If you knew, I did that. One time I was invited to a spiritual expo and I told them, because I would do local spiritual expos and I mean local like the New England area. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them happen in like New Hampshire Vermont, uh, the northern parts of Massachusetts, there are a lot, a lot of like uh, of those type of expos, magic crystals and stuff. And I always love talking to audiences because at the end of the day, we're we're saying similar things. We're just we're giving different words. Um, and so I like going to there and 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 having conversations about empowerment, like I do, and and definitely mocking some of the things they're hearing in those places, but. So I contacted the uh, the event organizers and said, "Hey, I'm going to be around there uh, for this weekend that you're doing. Do, do you mind giving me a a slot on like a Saturday morning?" I said, "Oh, sure, sure." I said, "You're going to want to put me in the in the biggest room you have because I've done these before and I don't do a lot of public events. Mm -hmm. And anytime I do, it's chaos." So I said, "Sure." Um, our biggest room is held for some lady that channels aliens, some crazy. I said, I understand it. And she probably kills it when I'm not there. But I promise you, 
you're going to want the big room. Mm-hmm. Nope, sure as shit. I go there. They put me in an okay-sized room. The channeling aliens lady has four people in her room. You know why? Because this dude's in the other room, <laughs> like I told them. It, and so there's people. I have, I'm starting late. They're bringing chairs in. There's not enough chairs. It's packed. It's, uh, they open the, the doors into the hallway. There's people standing in the hallway. And I start my talk by, because the organizer was there. And it's like, oh, just give us five more minutes, Steve. We're just getting some more chairs. We put chairs in the hallway. And I said to the organizer, a building full of psychics. And you didn't know this wasn't going to be enough space. <laughs> what a great way to start the, to start the thing. But I like the astrology one because I do wonder if people truly believe the predictive power. Because some of it I don't think, I, I think that people say they do, but they don't actually. You know, it's kind of like that, that um, story I used to tell. I think it's in the blue book where I would talk about the difference between what do I talk about? The five truths, the, the blue book, right? So yeah. the difference between believing and knowing and, and where it, there is a subtle difference. But unless you pay attention, it, it, you don't realize that the subtle difference is actually a tremendous difference between believing and knowing. Um, and so it, it's a, if, you were, if you were jumping, if you were going skydiving for the first time, right, and you, you, uh, you get handed the pack, you know, all this stuff, and you're up there, let's say you're 12,000 feet in the, in the sky, and you, you say to the jump instructor, the jump trainer, and you say, Hey, um, are you sure this parachute's going to deploy? And they say, I believe it will. Wouldn't you rather them say, I know it will? Absolutely. There's a huge difference between believing and knowing. And so, um, so I used to tell a story where uh, it was like this, this uh, metaphor where these, these, it was a, a, a farming community in Ecuador and they were going through a drought and they again very religious community and they all got together and, and said we, we have to do something with this drought we're gonna we're gonna get together in the town square and we're gonna hold a prayer for rain awesome so father's there with his with his kid and kids you know young and curious and it's like dad what are we doing here so well you know we've had this drought so we want to make it rain. So we all uh, decided that we're going to come to the town square and the, the church elders are going to come and we're all going to say a prayer and, and, and we're going to make it rain because we believe praying will make it rain. So the kid looks around and, and says, all right, so dad, we all came here to pray and we believe it's going to rain. And dad said, yeah, yeah, believe it's going to rain. And the kid says, well, how come nobody brought an umbrella? And it's like that, that idea of believing and knowing when you believe something you talk about it some people talk about it too much when you know something it's it's indicative in your behavior and so one believing is something that's in your head knowing is something that you do and so when it comes to belief in the astrology like this woman she oh i have all the charts i have all the charts but you didn't go by water you knew about the you, you said that you said it was going to rain, but you didn't bring an umbrella. And so you don't really believe it. You believe that you can get other people to believe it. 
but you don't actually believe it. Um, and so, so for me, I think those are great conversations to have. Uncomfortable ones at times, definitely uncomfortable ones at times, but I think they're great conversations to have. Anything that'll bring us back to the beauty and majesty of the universe and the mystery, keep mysterious things mystery, you know, unru- you know decode them when mm-hmm. we can. But even when we can't um, keep it magical and poetic, but also let's not forget the power we have. I, I'm always, what makes me skeptical eyebrow isn't the, the lack of beauty of it. It's when we steal people's power for it. And I think, um, I think that that's, that's a really important conversation that nobody's having because most people who are proponents of it live off of it. Mm-hmm. Remember I had that one psychic, uh, and yeah. let's not talk, let's not say her name, okay. but remember I had that one psychic yeah. who was fucking famous psychic, right? Yeah. And she yeah. was huge. And she, we were talking, this is how long ago it was, it was almost 2012. Remember that mm-hmm. Mayan shit that yep. we all died and we're still here. And so, um, she she said i was like so what do you think she goes i think it's a spiritual awakening you know i think that some people will be able to connect with the you know everyone becomes psychic i'm not sure and then she says well i hope that's not true because then they won't need me (laughs) and i don't know how to do anything else (laughs) i thought that was so funny and honest uh also last time i had her on the show because yeah you, you you can't um uh we had uh Sylvia Brown on, remember her? Oh yeah, I thought that's who you were talking about. No, first. that wasn't who I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was it was someone else I was talking about. Uh, the reason I said don't Sylvia Brown's dead. Yeah, she's dead. That's why I'm like, oh I'm Sylvia, really like... Sylvia Brown's dead after having a conversation with me. She was on the show yeah. and she was fun. Yeah. She, she was shot fun. from the hip. She mm-hmm. didn't give there was impossible for Sylvia Brown to give less uh-huh. fooks than April. You see, I said fooks because I saw the kid. I saw the kid. <laughs> impossible to see to Sylvia Brown. Impossible for her to give less fooks. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was really funny was she like Steve. I really like the show. I would like to come on regularly. Can I come on again? I said, Yeah, let's have you on soon. Awesome. Let's come on soon. And she died. How would you not know? How did you? How are you making appointments if you? Eh. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, she. Yeah. So, um, you know, and and they'll spin it. They'll be like, "Well, you thought they meant let's make it in the now, but you could make an appointment and channel." Like they they won't <laughs> no. lose. They're undefeated. They're like Don King. The, everyone else fights and they always win. And and so it's like, it's uh, it's that thing. But um. But no, that was not the one I was talking about. She was she was straight up. It's like it's like I mock Deepak Chopra's method, uh-huh. but I don't mock his integrity. Yeah, because Deepak Chopra, from the beginning, said I am. He, he used the, the two words profit, as in you know P R O F F I T, and profit P R O P H E T. Right. So so he he would joke and say I'm a prophet for profit. <laughs> All right. So at least he was honest. So when he was like, here, I have Deepak vitamins. I'm a profit for profit. Okay. So he was upfront about it. Yeah. So I'll mock the way he says mm-hmm. things. Like he, he, he says, 
things um, that way. So he, he makes like a lot of things sound like we would a resume, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. your the resume is, you know, I, I, I led distribution, distribution of uh, nutrients and deliverance of nutrients to uh, 200 people at, you know, at age growth. And you're like, oh, you were a lunch lady. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? Like, you, that's what you did, that, that really long paragraph, you were a lunch lady. It's like, I was the head deliverer yeah. of nutrient. All right, lunch lady. So Deepak kind of does that, but with, with his, like I said, he'll be like the oval citrus. You mean an orange, an just orange. say an orange. But he was, he's never, he's telling you, you know how I say it, do that thing like, aren't we all in on it? Mm -hmm. He's telling you like, hey, this is what I'm doing. He's like Penn and Teller, the magician comedians who tell you they're lying to you and then yeah. still entertain you. Mm -hmm. Like they'll say, hey, listen, I'm going to make this disappear. But just know I didn't make it disappear. It's just going to look that way to you. And you can't stop me from making, even though I'm telling you, I'm not making it disappear. You're going to think it disappeared. <laughs> and so he was, he's like that to them. And so uh, I mock his, his way, but, but not, uh, not who or how, because he was upfront about it. Was it that, that, that lady who was on who, I don't want to know anything about you before. And she did your chart and she was wrong about all. <laughs> She was, <laughs> she was as wrong as the people who thought oh. I was that six foot black dude in paradise. Oh, that was. So she funny. couldn't have been more wrong. And what did I do? This is this was this was the younger me. Yeah. I was so kind. I was like, wow, you know what you do is really extraordinary. I should have said, hey, close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you got right. <laughs> Nothing nothing and so but but it's it's still yeah that one was a good and she was all like she was super first of all she acted like on the show which wasn't cool before the show she was like i need your full name date yeah. of birth where you're born what time what time and so i gave her all that stuff yeah. like what time of day where the what i need the longitude and latitude she mm -hmm. I did all this stuff I gave her more information than any human, literally more than I knew what time you were born. I don't know what time I was born. That's a crazy question yeah. to ask somebody. Sure enough, it's on the birth certificate, yeah. what time you're born. I was like, oh, wow, who knew? <laughs> who knew? Right. And so um, I gave her all that information because she wanted to give the mo where the moon is, where the star, what the bot, right? Mm hmm. Like she couldn't have swung and missed more. <laughs> she couldn't have swung and missed more. It was so funny. But and she made it sound like she had no information. Yeah. And and did. again, I didn't call her on that either. So I, sometimes I felt like I was I was being deceptive to my own audience by letting other people like I know they're lying to you right now and I'm not mm -hmm. saying anything. I'm not defending you. Um so there was a bit of cowardice there for me in that in that public in that those public endeavors that mm -hmm. with the with the podcast but how did I fix that I made it a two-hour podcast yep. and their hour was the first hour and then I was like okay bye have a great day hey everybody check out this person's full of shit.com and then after and when we get back from the break I spent the next hour undoing whatever yeah. damage they did yeah 
And so, um, but I, I, if I could go back, I would have been like, hey, here's the thing. So I gave you all of my information, all of my information, and you have nothing right, not even a little bit right. I wasn't being deceptive. I wasn't anything. No. I gave, literally, you knew more about me than I knew about myself. And you still swung and missed. And like I said to, um, I, I did, the, the problem is there's so many nice people who do this. Yeah. But it's okay that you're nice, but mm-hmm. you're just doing outdated stuff. So I, I said, well, what about Pluto? <laughs> uh, how did that, how do you figure that? Or how, you know, what, what about this one? The one that kills them is my moon is it's mm-hmm. never in phases. That. <laughs> if there was one that they wish uh, that you could watch people's heads explode who make a who make a living on you yeah. thinking the moon goes through phases, it's that one. Yeah. It, it's just so good. Yeah. It's just so good. But again, it's the conversation. If it makes you angry, then you have an unhealthy relationship to po- people believing that that's true. Yeah. Right. So it's like if if anyone who knows me and and connects with me personally knows the thing I love to receive most is information on stuff. Hey, send me a YouTube, send me an article, send me something. Mm -hmm. Help me. I love when I realize something I was saying is updated or I was completely wrong. I was way off. kind of. I love that because I don't have an unhealthy relationship with that thing being true. Right. so if you get mad that the moon doesn't go through phases, our perspective of the moon goes through phases, then your issue isn't that that's true. The issue is that you depend on people staying ignorant or staying short-sighted. And then that's a you problem. That's a you problem. And you have to deal with that. And yelling at me doesn't change that. I'm not the moon or the sun. Right. It doesn't change that. It just changes what we used to think. It, it, it doesn't mean that you, can, you can't be someone right look at the egyptians the the egyptians and ancient civilizations and what's beautiful about ancient civilizations is that we're learning more and more that uh, once again we don't know crap right Mm -hmm. we don't know we're realizing that we thought the oldest civilization because we were recording it uh is recorded was bronze age mesopotamia the sumerians yeah and that was like six, six or so thousand years ago. Um, and we are always this is where we, we attribute like aliens, right? Because the Sumerians in Bronze Age Mesopotamia, 6,000 years ago, had accurate on their clay tablets where their, their archives, their libraries, they had an accurate de- depiction of the solar system 6,000 years ago. Yeah. So they had an accurate depiction of the solar system that included Pluto. And something we didn't find until 1929 and 1930. So they had 6,000 years ago and in the proper spacing and order mm-hmm. at a time where we didn't think they had telescopes and sure enough, didn't have something that could see Pluto. <laughs> um, so what do we say to that? Aliens, right? So it's, it's aliens, obviously. If we don't have an answer. Two things. It's you know, it's what's what modern day became called it became the God of the gaps theory. Mm-hmm. So whenever we don't know something, we say, Oh, it's God. God can't be understood. So it's so you fill that gap with God. It's called the 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 God of the gaps theory. But before that existed in wide rule, we also have alien of the gaps theory. Mm-hmm. 
So if we don't understand how the Egyptians built those pyramids, we say the next logical thing, <laughs> aliens, <laughs> of course. Meanwhile, every person who's ever seen Legos knows the first thing you do is build pyramids. Like yeah. anyone who knows that the most, the most basic thing you do. But again, it seems that humans are in this cycle of reaching really advanced technological areas and then dying off or mm -hmm. outbreeding, meaning the, the people who don't know how to do it outbreed the people who do. Yeah. Right. And we see that in our own culture. There's, you know, there's so many people who use technology, very few who know how it works. Right. So it's like the lights go off. And you just sit here and wait till someone who knows how to get them back on puts them on. <laughs> like, I don't know how to do that. You just wait. I don't know how to do that. I'm just going to sit here. And so it, it's kind of it's kind of that way. But when we look at those uh, old cultures, we know that they were brilliant, the Egyptians. And they, they knew engineering and mathematics to a point where they can build something that's still here thousands of years later. The Sphinx is even older than that. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and these are so old. You know, when we talk about Cleopatra and that, like, just know that those those pyramids were already there and old. Now, even if we talk about like Jesus, while Jesus was doing his Jesus thing, those pyramids were ancient then. Like, that's how long ago that was. And so you had these engineering marvels mm -hmm. that knew how to do this and sustain the community of people who did this. Um, but at the same time, they thought that the sun was the god Ra and that he was brought up on a canoe every morning and then brought back down on a canoe every night. So you could be brilliant in one area and also um, be ignorant in other areas. Mm -hmm. And, and th that's never a problem. Ignorance is never a problem. It's fun when you embrace how little you know. It's when we have boastful ignorance. It's when we are proudly ignorant of something because that's the way it's always been. That's where we get in trouble. So I love having these kind of conversations because it's just interesting for me if someone, if someone uh, um, can feel empowered from it. Uh, you know, even even my buddy John, I love John, and he he's super into this stuff. And they, you know, they're for every reason I give you anti, they'll give you four, right? And and again, you know, someone like that who's got a, a heart as good as anyone you've ever met. But he, he even said to me once, he said, you know, because I was talking to him about someone I heard speak who said, you know, there's a new moon on the you know, 13th of next month. And what a great time to start fresh and get your life in order. And I, I listened and I listened. And I said the things I said to my friend at that time. She, she just, I don't look at him as a professional anyway, and, and any way that he does me, I'm sure. Just my friend. And I'm going to say, hey, he goes, but what does it hurt for them to think that? next the 13th of next month is a great place to start i said it doesn't hurt them it just steals from them that today is a great day to start not a, a month and a week from now today is a great day to start it doesn't it doesn't hurt them it steals from them 
and and if it's not true, the moon isn't more full on that day than it is right now. Never mind today. Right now, it is as full as it is that day. So right now, you can get your life in order. Right now. You didn't wait till a specific 13th of some month to ruin your life <laughs> to make the bad decision. Nobody does that. Nobody looks at that when you say, oh, yo, I really, wow, I really, I, I I got lucky when I picked this, but when you pick the wrong one, you're like, wow, did I, if I had only known that that planet was in retrograde, I would have picked something. <laughs> would you have, you would not have, you would have not have done that. So for to me to have the conversations and give people back that power, give people back that power. So we can go to the poetic discussions of how mysterious, magical and enchanting the universe is instead of giving it attributes that it doesn't have, more specifically, the attributes of power over us. I'm, I'm never a fan of that. That's so similar. I, um, I don't think it's published yet, but you've told it before, the on-hold life and how, and uh, you should just tell People it. People would go crazy. It's so good. They would all defend you. The amount of, not arguments, because I don't really argue, but the amount of discussions, heated discussions we've had at how crazy it is you think that I have not published way more than I have. You haven't published. So, we have like a library <laughs> of things you haven't published. But they would, if they knew how much there actually was, you would have a lot of defenders. But yeah, on hold life is that. Well, we would go, you would go crazy. Like when, when we apply the nonsense we allow to certain parts of our life, for instance, if you were to call, let's say you have Verizon or AT&T here in the U.S., um, those are the major carriers uh, for now. And let's say you were calling Verizon because your phone didn't work, shockingly, right? <laughs> and so if you called them and they, they placed you on hold, you're like, oh, please hold. Your call is important to us. <laughs> and then they play what used to be bad music, but now it's awesome because I'm 10,000 years old. And so... So it's like, please hold. Your call is important to us. And you're like, oh, you're holding, you're holding. And then like you hear it switch back over and you're still holding. And now it's like a few minutes. And you're like, are you kidding me? And it's like five minutes. Uh, please hold. Your call is important. Now it's like 10 minutes and you start contemplating like, I can't believe. How come this doesn't take you 10 minutes to, to, to take my money out every month? Well, you take that out and lightning fast. You know, take 10 minutes to do that. And oh, please hold. And now you're like 15 minutes. You're like 15 minutes. I could be, I should send you a bill for this. This isn't a thing. How come you're starting to think like, I'm going to write a letter to the head of Verizon and they're going to hear from me. You have 15 minutes on hold, 20 minutes and you, something happens. 20 minutes and you're like, I, this is a sign. Like, I don't even need a phone. This is a sign. Yes. Who put somebody on hold for 20 minutes? I just want my phone to work. I just want my phone to work. Here's the thing. I'm calling because my phone doesn't work and it's dying right now. Like I can't. You're losing your mind after 20 minutes of being on hold. You never want anyone to put you on hold. You would never accept that in your life. But you, Verizon puts you on hold for 20 minutes. You are contemplating whether they are actually products of the devil that are here to ruin your life. But you have no problem putting yourself on hold 
for months. You're sitting in February, like in May, I'm going to get an incredible, when, when the summer comes, when you have no problem stealing months from yourself. When if anybody else were to do anything remotely close to that, minutes, you know they don't mean you well. You will do that to yourself for months when this is over, when this is this, when, 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 and it never happens ever because you do that to yourself. And so, yeah, we put it, we live that, that on hold life, but we don't see it when we do it to ourselves. We don't see it. We, we, we're poisoned by an idea of, we're poisoned from a young age, generationally, to stray away from self-love. Because the industries that used to thrive only would only thrive from you not feeling great about yourself. And, and so we become blind to it. We become blind to it because we, we've been taught to be blind to it. And, and those who endeavor to be a little bit more and to think a little something of themselves, what do they get? You're an egomaniac. So we, we don't allow for the healthy self-love. Self-love is like anything else. You have most people who would, who would have healthy self-love. You'd have a small percentage, the outliers, who would have, who would have no self-love. And then the outliers the other way who, who do have that unhealthy self-love. But most people would just have regular self-love, which would be great for community and horrible for economy. And so we are, and, and, or theology. And so we are, we are taught to be blind of that, to look externally for a validation that if you looked inside is, is, is incredible. Now, I remember, I, I actually, I, well, I remember I, I was asked to speak at a, a local church for an event. And they asked me, I had done a couple of things for the large diocese on a larger scale. And of course, um, did my stuff and, you know, drove people crazy because I, I don't watch what I say unless, unless one of you has a kid around and I do my best. But for the most part, I don't watch what I say. I don't care where I'm standing. Um, and, 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 uh, especially in those type of places. And so, but I was asked to do uh, an event at a local church. And they said, because your message, Steve, your message is so powerful that we want our parishioners to share in your word. Really? I thought it was because your numbers are down and you need the money they would bring because you all got got raping kids. But I'm going to go. I'm going to go and I'm going to knock it out of the park. So pack the church because, again, I don't do a lot of public events when I do. It's chaos. It's, I, mean, I feel like Elvis. It's chaos. <laughs> and so I go and I, and I, I give the talk and I, I kill it. It was just so good. It was so good. And the Catholic Review newspaper, you know, whoever writes this thing and that you say, Paraboli uh, gave a talk at, at this church uh, in, in New York and 
it was amazing to see a crowd. It was almost like a rock concert. It was just so his message was powerful, poignant, uh, um, uh, direct, sometimes brutally honest. It was just amazing. Uh, and, and then a little thing that, that stuck out that he said, he said in, in just his opinion, uh, and I'm sure he was sitting in the front with dockers and a sensible sweater. And he said, but he's kind of into himself. And I took that to heart. There was like a two page review of awesome. And then his little, he's kind of into himself. Mm -hmm. So I took right to my show, through my radio show at the time. And I said, I'm reading this. He's kind of into himself. And I'm, I'm scratching my head. Like, what did I say to make you feel like I'm kind of into myself? Because I'm totally into myself. <laughs> like, where, where did I lose you? Oh, no. I'm totally into myself. Oh, of course, I have to be. What, am I going to wait for you to be? Am I going to wait for you to tell me? Are you, am I going to wait for you to applaud me? You to give me permission to move on? You to give me permission to, to chase my goals? I need your validation. I need to drink your wine. I need to listen to your nonsense. You want me to get advice to you? You're not in relationships. You don't make your own money. You don't pay your own bills. I have nothing to hear from you. I, I'm totally into myself. How come we have been duped? That healthy self-love is, is, is a poison. The only people saying that are the people who don't benefit from you being empowered. They have no problem if, if, if and, and coming from people of God. You know, if an artist paints something, an artist can paint something so beautiful, you frame it, you put it on a wall, you light it properly, and you look at how beautiful what they just painted is look at how much we love and admire we are totally into something a person made how dare you be mad at me for being into something god made you're stealing from me when you want when you want me to think less of myself you're stealing from me you benefit from me not thinking that way. That's why you had to inject it in your artery. It was amazing. We I think they raised like 10 grand that day. It, it was just ridiculous. And, and the thing he had to say was not he's kind of into himself. It was, but he's kind of, how dare you say he's not broken enough for us to sell him a life vest? How dare you? And those are the conversations I want to have. Those are the conversations I, I want to have. I want to, to open people's eyes that what they're looking for is right there. It, the, the person, the, the thing you're looking for is the owner of those eyes, the one asking the question. I had a friend reach out to me today who I haven't gotten back to yet because I had a crazy morning. I had a friend reach out to me today saying, hey, listen, I need some motivation today, not the easiest day. And I wanted to write back. But instead, I'm going to message because here's, that's the issue. This person has been through some shit. Every single time they thought they were defeated, they were wrong. They made it this whole way 
bumps, bruises, everything, and their badass self is still going, still learning, still taking courses, still starting new careers, still doing whatever they have to do to keep breathing, to keep moving, sometimes a bunch of steps, sometimes a baby step, whatever they're moving forward, and they're asking, I need motivation. Look in the, look in the mirror. Most of the people who ask me to give them motivation, they don't realize because I don't have the time to tell them sometimes that you're the one I'm looking at for motivation. Because you remind me when I was there, sometimes I get disconnected from that. My life is a lot softer now than it was. I enter rooms now that people are waiting to hear what I have to say when back in the day I had to go in and, and prove to them that I even belonged in that room. Never mind the guy in the front with the microphone. Now, even when I tell a joke, people tell me how wise it is. I was just joking. Please, somebody just talk to me. I was just kidding. Oh, you're right. I never thought of it. That was a joke. What are you talking about? It was a knock-knock joke. There was no wisdom there. Somebody just talk to me. So when, when, when somebody reaches out and says, hey, I'm having a tough day, to me, I feel it and I'm going to connect with them. But I, I, that's why I do what I do. And that's why I start the conversations that everyone else is afraid to have. Because the power is yours and we are taught not to have it. And reinforced from the crappy relationships we get into because we didn't have it. Your empowered self, you think you're going to get in the relationship you got in with your, when you were disempowered? <laughs> Hell no. They're going to come with the same lines and you're going to laugh. You're going to react to them the way I react to the thousand pictures of feet that I got <laughs> yesterday. We have to take back our power. And, and I don't mean subtly. We have to take back that power because it's, it, it was taken from us before we were even us. It was taken from our parents, 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 parents. And so we are raised thinking. We are raised thinking, hey, don't brag. Don't do it. Don't do that. Don't know. But, but the other organizations who benefit from you feeling small, they can say the most atrociously grandiose things. And we have to be like, oh, yeah. And, and again, the part of me that's a little bit spectrumy is like, hey, we're not all in on this. And no, mm -hmm. they don't see it. I just thought everyone saw it. They don't see it. Help them see it. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. it, it was the, when I was, again, going to church as a kid. And I thought that we were all in on it because the church would say, hey, when you need money, get on your knees and pray. When you pray for the finances, the windows of abundance shall be opened unto ye. But then they handed out a basket. And like, wait a second, we're all in on it, right? Because you tell us when we need money, we pray. But when you need money, you hand out a basket because you know that's how it happens. <laughs> but we weren't all in on it. And so I'm seeing that. And so you start, you start seeing that they'll tell you, oh, you think you're great. You think you could restart a career. And we're used to these poisonous, toxic 
dirt dwellers say, you'll never find someone like me as, as though you are undeserving of love, as though you are undeserving of greatness. Oh, you'll never get, this will be the end of you. People think it when they leave a company, oh, that company is just going to collapse. You know what? Monday comes and that everyone's doing the same thing or doing, they're just doing it without you. The company didn't even sneeze when you left. That's just not how it works. And we tell people who, who feel good about themselves, they, oh, when, when, how many times was I told I, I joke about it because it was strangers, but it was also some of the closest people to me. When I pictured this, my life now, they used words like delusional. When you haven't done it yet, you're delusional. After you do it, you're a visionary. It's amazing how that works. <laughs> It's amazing how, and they all knew, we always knew there's something special about mm -hmm. you. Ah, not exactly. You said it, but you didn't use the word special. <laughs> no. Or you didn't say special in that way. No. You didn't say, oh man, there's something special about you. You said, there's something uh, special about that guy. You know, they, it's the way that you said it. It's the way that you said it. And so, um, so we, we have this idea that if you are empowered, if you do have that mindset, if you do have this, that you have this delusion of grandeur. Steve, you want to impact the world? You want to write down your thoughts and people read it? What are you, what are you, what are you doing? It's a delusion of grandeur. No, that's the problem. That's why you sit in a cubicle every single day. And you and you were told to be thankful for it, and you're scared to advance within that cubicle world. You're scared to advance because you don't think you're good enough, and you and you and you cower to the people who do feel good about themselves. And you'll call them cocky and arrogant, and you'll use all the words cowards use not to grow. And you and you do these things, and instead you don't realize that what someone like me is telling you is that we do not. There are going to be a small percentage of people who have a delusion of grandeur. Just like anything else, the outliers are always going to be there. But most of the people do not have a delusion of grandeur. It's the opposite. The reason you allow people to tell you, oh, just go on your knees and pray, but we're going to hand out a basket. The reason you allow that kind of stuff is because what we have is a delusion of insignificance. That's where that falls. And we look for outside sources to validate what our whole lives has done. It's easier when you're a teenager. Teenagers sometimes look for outside sources because they still live in a place where your parents do your laundry. But as adults, when you've been through a couple of things, you've tumbled around in life a little bit here and there. You have plenty of examples of your perseverance and your strength and that you can make mistakes, and that you can make bad decisions. Even if you made all bad decisions, you're still here. You're not done yet. You have the capability, not the next full moon, but right now you have the capability to change your life, to move it in the right direction, to baby step it in any way. The slightest step, if you, if you, are, if you are one step closer, then, then you're still closer. Maybe you didn't get there. But if you get one step closer, that was Dr. King's whole, I've been to the mountaintop speech. He knew there's no way he's getting through that weekend. 
He knew it. He knew everyone was in on it. He knew it. And his mountain, his mountaintop speech, if you haven't heard it, it's so powerful. It's called I've Been to the Mountaintop. You can probably get it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's so powerful because he was passing the baton to everyone else. Knowing I'm not making it. There's no one around me I trust. When, when the bullet comes, there's everyone's a suspect. Mm-hmm. But it's coming. And he said while passing this baton, he uses, of course, biblical metaphors as the brilliance of King, his adaptation. Conversation after conversation leans upon that he was more of an agnostic than anything else, but he knew if you were black and in the South, the only way anyone's listening is from the pulpit. So smart. And he uses this metaphor and he says, he says, um, we're going to do great things. We as a people are going to do great things because I've been to the mountaintop. And he's, and he's talking, the, the mountaintop story is, is Moses. So m- many of you are familiar with the name Moses from, from Hebrew theology, the Old Testament that Christians recall. And Moses does all of these things. He crosses the desert, let my people go, and all this stuff, and uh, all of these things that happen. And, and, uh, but in the end, Moses is brought to the mountaintop by God and God shows him the promised land, but also tells him you're not going in. And so Dr. King is relating this story and he says, you know, we're, we've, we've got great days ahead. The great things are happening. It's going to be challenging, but we're going to get there. He said, because I've been to the mountaintop. And this congregation's going crazy. Oh, to, oh, to have been there. That energy is incredible. He said, I've been to the mountaintop and I've seen the promised land. He said, I might not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. Just so powerful. The idea of telling them that we're getting, we as a people, we are getting there. We belong there. And so for me, a a mission that I would have, or the hobby really that I have, is engaging in these conversations and breaking people from the shackles of, of what they think is rule, what they think is law, but is actually old ignorance that we could use as poetry and free ourselves to to move in a direction that's healthy for us and healthy for everyone around us. And I think that that's as as beautiful a thing as you can do in this, as far as purpose goes in life. I remember I had a conversation with a family member years ago and they asked me, like, I guess they were trying to have a moment with me. They're asking me who, who inspires me. And, and I thought for a moment and I said, myself. <laughs> and it, <laughs> how'd that go? Well, <laughs> it, it was, it shocked them. But I was thinking, like, yeah, you know, I'm pretty badass. And I kind of like was listing the ways of how, <laughs> I'm sure it sounded like really silly. But I kept thinking, like, <clears throat> you know, after being called conceited and into myself, I, I 
thought about that story because I've heard that story that you've told before. Like, you know what? Yeah, I am into myself. Like, I, I, I'm okay. It's okay for me to be inspired by myself and the rejected, redirected, and the and the things that you go through and the scars and the the and uh anyway. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that it's great, but you see how how for a culture that's so empowered and and theologically grounded. Yeah. How <laughs> much disempowerment actually exists. Well, right. And one of those things with and leaving the <clears throat> religion, I would I'm sure they love to hear that part of what that, su- that went super well. <laughs> the most important thing in your life is what I'm grateful that I left. Oh man. I feel so good about that. <laughs> um, we could have endless conversations about religion, but here's the thing about certain religious conversations. You see my head? I like where it is. Yeah. I like where it is. So if you could just um, have the conversation where you empower and you plant mm-hmm. those seeds yeah. um, and that kind of stuff, I think is a, is a great conversation. But again, it's, it's what your story is exactly what I'm talking about. When you rise to your own power, mm-hmm. if anyone's applauding, be stay connected with them forever. Yeah. Also, let me know because there's like three of those people on earth. <laughs> and because most people, not even because they mean you ill, sometimes they do, but not always. Most people are are afraid of what they don't know and they don't see. And you, we are surprised until you wake up to what's actually happening in our existence and you get out of that zombie mode. You don't realize how rare it is to see empowered people. Yeah. How rare that thing is where I can say like the, the 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 girl who was how dare you right Mm -hmm. i can bring her up and people know who i'm talking about because it's so rare it's so rare and instead we continue and i love as entertained as i am um so so snowstorm in new york city kind of brought everything to to hold you can't go out running you can't really do anything it's really cold and snowy side note um, I should have tre- checked my astrological chart because <laughs> I wouldn't have I wouldn't have jinxed it. I want the whole East Coast to know that I was the one who jinxed it. I don't know about astrology, but I do know about the jinx, <laughs> and I did it because I said, "Oh, here's Captain Genius. Give him a microphone." He says, "Hey, it hasn't been." I'm on team global warning. I'll stand on my porch with Aquanet like this if it means that my summers are mild, right? Aquanet, you all know what Aquanet is. You all rock the 80s. I think we're alone now. You all know Tiffany and Debbie Gibbs and Aquanet. And so that was the thing back then where they were like, you're all going to burn to death because of your hairspray, right? And so, so... I was on team. Oh, it hasn't been when I was young. It snowed. There'd be all kinds of feet of snow. And I was, and it's now it's warm. I think I wore my jacket once. Oh, keep talking. Keep challenging the 2020 Corona Rona virus. 
keep keep challenging everybody, Steve. Nobody's like, shut up, Steve, because everything he says is so wise. You know what he did? He jinxed the whole Northeast and then, and then got yelled at because I posted New York is cold. and like, oh, I'm cold because it was like 18 degrees. And I received almost as many, almost to the degree that I received feet yesterday. I received people from Chicago in every which way, giving me some sort of the finger F you. <laughs> How dare you be cold when we like 18's a summer day? Like so, so that's what I get for that. So I made no friends when it came to the winter jinx. I'm gonna call it the jinx of 21. The jinx of 21 is when I said it's not even cold anymore. It's just yeah, it's just so it's so warm now, such a mild winter. And then a hurricane of snow hit. Everything's closed, and here's me. Oh, you know what I'm gonna do? Oh, I'm going to knock it out of that part. I'm focused. Internet doesn't work. I'm going to get my stuff. I only have my cell phone uh, reception, so I really can't do much. I can't do anything. I can't do this show. I'm going to get a lot done. 20 minutes later, with Entman's cake on my shirt and flipping through my 200th TikTok and it, it, like the Instagram reels that people repost their TikToks because I went from so they have an algorithm. So I'm swifting through, oh, here's the Maldives and here's Switzerland and here's this. And then I see some dude throwing a piece of cheese at his wife's face while she's on a meeting on Zoom and the level at which I laughed. It was just so funny the way that cheese landed on her face and just stuck in her face. And she said, I'm in a meeting. I couldn't stop laughing because all I think of what happens when monkeys are home for too many days in a row, because I know I've been home for exactly, I was like, wow, I can't believe the snowstorms can. It was like 35 minutes and I already, my hair was like up here. I got crumbs everywhere. Like, I don't know how long. it's been 30 minutes. What are you talking about? And so this guy found a way to, and he was, his accuracy was incredible. He'd hold up the camera like selfie and she's on the couch or somewhere else. Cause the video shows multiple times he's doing this, this poor lady. And so she's on some sort of meeting and he throws a piece of cheese and it just lands. It's just <laughs> so funny. And so I'm watching that. And then I'm watching what teenagers are doing what teenagers are doing dancing to the craziest thing and seeing who can one-up each other in craziness who can jump off oh you know what's a good idea you know how most people go up and down the escalator at a mall what happens if you just hang on it and then they're like what and so but of course i'm watching this and since i'm watching them you know the the algorithm starts showing me more of that and all of a sudden i have one picture of a beach and 25 things of people pranking each other and it's just so I'm doing that, but it, it, it just, it throws you off and it all happens because of the jinx of 21. Yep. Where good old Steve was like, no, we're looking good. What could possibly go wrong? The city sit down. Hold my beer. You know, hold my Thanks. beer where it's like, oh, um, yeah, the city Thanks. literally shut down. So, so there goes that. And then Chicago froze. So I got yelled at because I wasn't allowed to be cold because they're colder. It's great. Yeah. My dad yelled at me once because it was like my dad logic. And this was, I was like, I don't know, 30 maybe. This is how long ago it was. But you ever just hear someone's mindset 
and it kind of just sticks out to you like huh you think like that like that's what's <laughs> happening in there that's what those wheels are squeaking well this was one with my dad because again my dad's always a mystery because you can't really get conversation out of them but so i remember this like it was yesterday but i was like 30 i was i was young and i said something to the degree of i'm starving right no i'm um do you want to go eat so i'm like i was like yeah i'm starving and my dad says how could you be starving if i haven't eaten all day and I was like, huh, huh. <laughs> because you're hungry. I can't be, huh, how can you be starving if I haven't eaten all day? <laughs> I can, and turns out I am. <laughs> but that's what the Chicago people were writing me. I wasn't allowed to be cold because they were colder. Uh, yeah, so that was, uh, and as a six foot black man, <laughs> I need to be in the sun. So that's how, how that works. <laughs> but uh, Steph, you got anything? I've been talking their ear off for over an hour. Yeah. Um, anything good on social media besides feet? No more All feet. All the things. No more feet. That was just fun. I don't think there's any, like, I don't think that that's a thing. I don't think that it's <clears throat> real. It's just kind of fun. Look at your foot shape. And I think it's it's good for conversation for what, for what you, you guys wanted it for. Yeah. It looks like it did it, definitely. Um, but uh, it's a... I love that old, the old way of thinking things, because we used to mm -hmm. think the silliest things. Yeah. And, and and some of it we thought, and it is still accurate. So I, I think those type, I would post more stuff like that, uh, not necessarily on the feet, but um, I would post more stuff like that if it was, if it wasn't just for engagement. Like mm -hmm. if you were to have posted that as like, oh, wow, look, and didn't ask, you know, which are you? Yeah. Nobody would have cared. Yeah. Nobody would have cared. It's it's really just because they want to, you know. You you take those algorithms of like, um, I don't know if they still do it, but when they ask like quiz, which nine hundred two one zero cast member are you? Nobody actually cares. They just want to send it to their friend. Oh look, I was Brenda. What I like, they just want to do that so that they get the engagement. And so, um, you know, doing things and and we would never do anything like that. But having those open conversations are great. And I love um, some people are angry, like, bro, that's not even accurate as DNA. Really? Oh, because I thought it was as accurate as DNA. I thought that the DNA companies were like, hey, just send us a picture of your feet so that we can know your entire lineage. Yeah, it's just Jeez, fun. Just Come on. Remind me to bring you to all the parties. Come to all the parties. You're amazing. You're the best. <laughs> And that's why I'm single, they say. Is it? Is it, though? I'm not sure it is. I'm not sure it is. Um, so I hope you all have a great weekend. Uh, I know many of us will be under a cold front, so mm -hmm. keep warm. Um, I'll, I'm going to try and find the, um, the cheese video to share with all of you. As I share constant wisdom, inspiration, as I share wisdom, inspiration, and insights to unlock the questions of the universe, I'm also going to share what happens when monkeys are in the house together too long. You start throwing cheese at each other. <laughs> what was the last one? Was the song of 2020 was the sound of my spouse chewing? That's, oh, that's just so, so funny. 
just how people wanted to kill each other. The only business that thrived in 2020 was like divorce attorneys and counselors. That was the only thriving business. That's what happens when people are together always. You never leave. Oh, that's just that was uh, one of our text conversations ended up being a picture on Facebook. Remember that? I texted you like, oh, so much for the baby boom or something like that. And then it was like, the, this ended up being like a huge divorce boom. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, the quarrel, quarrel team. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a word wizard. Remind me to tell you when I said it's never going to snow in New York again. Cool times. Thanks. Good stuff, Steve. How about you don't talk about the weather? Stop. Hey, bro. How about you don't talk about the weather? Who asked you about the weather? Nobody no in the history of ever is like, hey, what's your opinion about the weather? But here comes me. Ah, ah, ah. Here I go. Right, Dawn. From now on, about the weather. That's it. No more weather. That's it. I'm not ruining anyone else's stuff. All right, everyone, have a great day. I love you all. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Bye.